Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, I'm delighted to host a progressive-minded leader with a variety of experiences in several careers, including technology outsourcing, mobility and strategy consulting, program delivery, retail, and restaurant management, amongst other domains. We welcome Kim Gandhi, the Chief Operating Officer at Food, Fire, Plus Knives, and she holds several other roles at multiple firms. We'll hear about how she continues to transform non-digital companies to embrace digital experiences and bring new food experiences via unique platform and how she's creating innovation amongst several other endeavors that she's undertaking. Kim, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing great. Um, you know, it's really, really great that you guys invited me to do this. I'm excited. Excellent. Kim, just before we started the podcast, we were exchanging where we're, we're based, but, um, for our benefit of the audience, tell us where where you're based currently. So currently, well, I, I work remotely, so uh, we are a national firm, uh, but I actually live uh, right outside of Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Awesome. I've never been to Minnesota, but uh, I've been to the U.S. many times in different other cities. <laughs> um, well, as 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 I mentioned, I'm I'm here in uh, in London in in the U.K. How's the, how's the weather like there at the moment? Oh, it's beautiful. Where it's in the 70s, uh, very very temperate, and uh, you can get some really great walks. And we have tons of lakes around here. So every afternoon after we get done with work, we just go out and take a walk around the lake and enjoy. Yeah, wonderful. You know, we've we've had a unique um, uh, weather here in the UK for the last couple of months. We've had our version of a heat, you know, uh, 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 a heat wave. <laughs> And, um, you know, that's reached about, you know, 30, 31 degrees Celsius. And that's hot for me. But yeah. <laughs> Very hot. <laughs> it's not... we, were, we were actually down in uh, Jacksonville, Florida and Savannah uh, a couple of weeks ago and very, very warm there. So totally understand. I, I like the north. It, it stays a little bit cooler up here. Yeah. Wonderful. Kim, I'm really keen to hear about your personal journey, they intersect with your professional journey. So tell us a little bit briefly about that, and then we'll delve into some of the more specific details later on. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I when I started out, um, you know, and this is, we're going back, you know, 30, 40 years now, uh, you know, we got to the point where I wasn't sure what my career was going to be. I started out in retail and decided that if I was going to love holidays, I had to get out uh, because it was always working every single holiday. And uh, I, I kind of, one day, you know, I was, I was looking for a job and fell into IT, just absolutely fell into it. And uh, somebody came up to me and said, well, you know, can you manage a project? And I thought, well, geez, I've been managing projects unprofessionally most of my life with my kids and everything else. Of course I can. 
And so I uh, was really lucky that I had someone say, you know what, I think you can do this and jumped into the IT world uh, in probably when I was, well, I was about 27, 28, jumped in at that point and never looked back. And I've been so lucky. I've been with some of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, and every single piece of the journey that I've gone to, it's just made, you know, it's just made me learn just a little bit more and seeing how adaptable uh, you can be when you want to be. Amazing. So, um, Kim, what what is your focus at the moment? Uh, you know, I, I recognize that you've got quite a few things on the go here. What's what's your focus at the moment? Yeah, so we, we're we uh, uh, in a startup right now. It's called Food Fire Plus Knives. It is an online platform that basically advertises for private chefs. So you can have a private chef. Uh, you book online. You're, you can see what their uh, menus are. You can see their availability. And when you go to book them, uh, they come to your house, uh, bring all the ingredients, they cook, they clean, and then they leave. Uh, so it's it's one of those, uh, you know, we, we've really worked hard on the website to make it very easy for people to use. But we did it more with the intent that chefs are really having a hard time uh, working really long hours in the restaurants, and they don't necessarily get to see the people enjoying what they enjoy doing, you know. And so changing up and, and being able to be in front of people watching them eat the foods they've created, the dishes that they've created, um, it kind of changes the whole game for chefs. Yeah. And so we're watching, uh, we're watching a transformation in the industry as more and more people are finding, you know what, for special occasions, it's actually kind of nice to have a chef come in the house and take care of things, and then I don't have to clean up the kitchen afterwards, but I get phenomenal food. And, and usually the chefs have quite a few stories about their whole journey as well. So yeah. ends up being a really nice exchange, kind of a dinner in the show. Yeah, it's, it's you know, as you were just describing, and I, I have taken a look at your website, it's amazing. So I'm just thinking here, it's the experience of the chef as you described, because, you know, we go to restaurants and um, yes, we great, you know, we have great food. And if you're good enough, you'd actually compliment the chef, the, the chef, you'd, you'd ask them, or, or they would come and meet you. but. This is the other way around where you, you know, the, even the, the, the chef's experience <laughs> and they have their journeys that they can actually share with you as well in a personalized setting, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I'm just thinking about certain scenarios here. So if I'm looking to, let's say, treat my wife to a great dinner, would this type of a model work where I could leverage this platform that you have created and bring in this whole experience directly to my home? So in the U.S., uh, yeah. yes. yes. yes <laughs> we're, we're, we're not quite international yet, but um, there are companies actually in the U.K. Uh, what I think is really, really fun about this whole experience is we're watching other companies in other parts of the world also embrace this model. Um, and so watching chefs around the world being able to, to actually showcase just their amazing, amazing um, dishes as well as just their personalities, we, you are seeing that. And I, I believe there's actually a couple of companies, really good companies out in the UK if you ever decide to do it. But, you know, we go all the way down to two people 
And we actually have done over a hundred people, depending on, you know, like a micro wedding or, or something like that. So big on bachelorette parties, we do quite a few of those. Um, but then date night, you know, with your, with your loved one or, you know, with your family, uh, really enjoyable. Yeah, I was, I was, I was just going to mention about the, the, the other, you know, wider commercial aspects here. So you just mentioned about the weddings and, and if, if for example, I was hosting, uh, or people are hosting for their company, for example, you know, 100 people, 50 people, whatever it is, this is a great opportunity to, to bring a personalized approach, not only for, for the invitee, but also for the, the, the people who are, um, you know, coming into the, uh, in, into, into the home to, to, to serve as well. Well, and, and one of the things, and, and this wasn't uh, in the initial, you know, in our initial discussions, we had brainstormed all sorts of different scenarios of people, you know, coming and, and the chefs coming over. What we, we didn't expect through the pandemic, uh, we actually saw even corporations start to change. We have bookings that come in, reservations that come in for corporate entities. They rent, you know, a house or, you know, a, a a space for three, four days for leadership or for a small sales meeting. They'll yeah. bring 10, 15 people in and then they bring a private chef over because they don't want to have to go reserve for 15, 20 people at a big restaurant. If they can do it at a, a big rental place, an Airbnb or VRBO, they're able to do that. And we're seeing more and more of those type of reservations coming in as well. Yeah. So Kim, I'm curious, what was that pivotal moment for you where you started You know, it started this this particular aspect. You know, so was, what what yeah, actually prompted you? Yeah. Well, and and so I I was super. I I, I worked for you know I worked for IBM. I worked for Salesforce, uh, and then I was a consultant for a while. And then I had a great opportunity to go work at Cargill, and Cargill, you know, huge huge aspect around food, feeding the world. Just the whole mission of the company is just incredible. And so being around people that, you know, all their thoughts every single day were how to, you know, continue to make supply chain, food chain for all different sort of, you know, basic grain, whether it's from grains all the way up to, you know, chocolate, et cetera. Um, you know, so I was in that range, but I was in IT and, and taking care of the Salesforce um, ecosystem that they had there. And uh, a friend of mine actually introduced me to uh, the concept, this, you know, this food, fire, and knife concept. And uh, it took me a few months. And they said, you know, really think you should jump in. And uh, just, I, we realize these are startups, but, you know, you, you, because of your IT background and because you understand the pieces of, you know, supply chain and food and, and that piece of it, we would love to see you, you know, come on board. It took me six months because going from big cargo, you know, biggest private company in the world to itty bitty, tiny entrepreneurial company, uh, it was just a leap of faith. And I jumped in and, it, you know, the, the ride has been so much fun uh, because I get it combined, you know, the technical side of my background, but I grew up loving food. And I'd always said, when I turn 65, I'm going to become a chef. So I never intended to jump into this sort of company, but now I'm here and I work every day with just phenomenal, you know, senior executive chefs, um, you know, people that really have honed their craft 
and they're so proud of what they do. It's so much fun to work with them. Yeah. And and Kim, are you able to, you know, share any other stories that come to your mind as, you know, within your current leadership capacity or even previously where it's actually resulted in a big or significant positive outcome? Yeah, you know, <laughs> the pandemic, uh, you know, really took a toll on a company like Food Fire Plus Knives. Uh, when it went into lockdown, everything shut down. And so um, last year, you know, we we were just slowly building back. And by the end of last year, we were in nine cities, which is really small, tiny. Uh, we, we woke up, you know, the beginning of the year and said, you know what, it's time to take off. And we've now uh, recruited and also had uh, chefs approach us to join in over 40 cities now. Uh, so we, we've expanded very quickly. Um, we have basically uh, really looked at bringing in the right chef. We have a five-star rating. Don't want to break that. So the chefs that we bring on, we want them to be as proud of that as we are. And so that really... It drives different conversations in the interviews um, and talking with those different chefs. And I think the background that I had in hiring, you know, whether it was in IT, you know, I worked in Salesforce for, I was, you know, really big in the practice of Salesforce for seven, eight years. I worked at Salesforce for three and then also, you know, was, was in the business for another four. And the experiences of leadership, the experiences of building out teams, and, and that cohesiveness that comes along, building that community that all had a mission going forward, all of those experiences come to bear with what I'm doing now. And mm -hmm. all of our chefs are 1099, you know, so they're, they're not employees, they're contractors, but we've built a community and they rely on each other. And, and that whole sense of being part of something that's just exploding, that makes me wake up every day without an alarm clock. That's amazing. So most of your business is through the digital platform or do you have, okay, yes. so it's mm -hmm. digital platform. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from the lens mm -hmm. of the chef, for example, um, how, you know, if, if they wanted to leverage, um, you know, your company, how, how, how would some of those conversations happen? Do you just look at some of the work that they've done previously the cuisine the their expertise or how, how how exactly does that go about well so we we really look at uh you know the two, two chefs are about the lowest level that come onto the platform but we really look for executive or even chefs that have managerial experience so they're used to running you know big operations conversations with them uh we have video um interviews and when, as we go through the interviews, it's, it's one of those you want to see the personality come out. You know, people, people, when you invite someone into your home that you've never met before, what's the personality going to be through their bio, you know, and, and being able to take a look and seeing pictures of their food. I, the, the pictures that you see on the website, those aren't curated. Those are what our chefs are actually doing. And so... Uh, sometimes our, our pictures aren't always all, all professional. In fact, many of them aren't. They're from, you know, they've gone to a house, they've cooked food, and they've taken some pictures of, of what they've made. Um, our videos, we, we started doing some of the videos uh, and putting them out on TikTok and some other places. 
some of the forest videos we, we weren't all that thrilled with um, have taken off. <laughs> we're like, why? Um, we, we would think it would be a little more professional. But um, finding the right chef, um, you know, if a chef, if a chef can't articulate, um, even, you know, one of my questions that I ask them when I'm interviewing them is, uh, what is your most memorable kitchen disaster? Mm. And, you know, you look back on it now and you can laugh at it, but at the time it was the worst thing on earth, but you made it through. Tell me how you did that. And they take a pause almost to a T. They always take a pause because no one asks them that question. It's not a, you know, usually it's, oh, what about your food or what about this? Yeah. But it's that adversity. You know, if you go into someone's house and the power goes out or you go into someone's house and something isn't working that you thought was going to work, you still have to produce, you know, a five star meal. How do you do that? So knowing that they can actually bounce on their feet and, and they'll respond to these questions. And, you know, I wish I would have, I wish I would write a book because they are, some of them are really funny. <laughs> just, you, you just sit back and you just have to laugh with them. But they also have that sense of humor that, you know, after a period of time, they look back on it and they just are like, how did I do that? <laughs> and, and, you know, they have a good laugh about it. Those are the, those are the chefs that are the most successful on the platform because they take that humbleness and, and knowing that things can happen, but you can bounce back and you can figure out a way to still deliver on your promises. Yeah, amazing. And Kim, you, you touched on the pandemic and um, in your view, how, how are you navigating through all of that now? Do you feel that things have improved a lot better? Yeah. I, it, you know, I think that, you know, you hear a lot about the restaurant, uh, you know, restaurant industry and, and the struggles that they're having with finding staff and, and all of that. To be quite honest, um, I think we're, you know, we're in a disruption for the whole industry. Mm. Um, and, and part of that really is because what we're doing, you know, the online presence of being able to go find a personal chef. People aren't having as great of experiences in the restaurant. They are tired of having food just delivered and it might be, you know, warm. It might not be, you know, the same crispness or everything else. To be able to have something fresh made, getting that same, you know, flavor and, and everything that you wanted in a great meal, but having it in your home. We as, we as humans have changed. We are starting to enjoy having those type of experiences. So I think for the private chefs industry in general, we're seeing, we're, we're just seeing a lot of growth now. Yeah, amazing. And um, a little bit about yourself, Kim. So, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneurial leader in your own right. Um, are there other people that you, you look, look upon or you follow that, that, that inspire you to do the things that you do? Yeah, you know, I, I it's so funny because I had um, I had a manager uh, right after you know right after I got into IT, um, I I was hired to do this project and and I went around and I said okay I'm going to meet all of the executives because um, I want to hear what the problems are from their perspective. And I set up meetings and my boss came to me, what are you doing? It's, you know, you're setting up all these meetings with the executives. Why are you doing that? And I explained. 
And I said, you know, should I cancel? And she said, no, 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 just go and, and do this. But I was kind of surprised that you did it. One of the one of the leaders, um, he's a VP, and he sat me down. And he goes, you know, I, I wasn't sure why I should take this meeting, but I decided to. And he, he gave me just a piece of advice. He said, just keep breaking glass. You know, do it politely, do it professionally, but don't turn back. You know, make the change. And and it was a really great conversation that actually gave me the confidence I needed to go into uncomfortable situations and look for what's the problem to be solved? How are, is the ways of working going to change in order to improve the situation? Yeah. And if you can always look at that problem and continue to troubleshoot it and then have the faith that people are going to look at that and say, you know what, she's doing it for all the right reasons. You know, I, I wasn't always politically correct. I wasn't, uh, you know, and, and I, I was very direct in my, especially in my youth, I was very direct and this has to get fixed now. Yeah. Um, I think I've gotten gentler over the years, but that first time of having somebody tell me, don't feel like, you know, don't go back into being a flower and just sitting on the wall and just waiting for something to happen. Go help make it happen. Excellent. And um, are there any important topics or trends on your mind these days that, that you feel impact not only, you know, the, you know, the industry that you're in at the moment, but just generally across the board? Yeah, you know, I think that social media is um, just, it's going through its own evolution and, and trying to really understand how all of us, you know, anyone that's got a product or a service out there that we want to offer, um, you know, watching watching what's happening, whether it's with Meta or with Instagram and, and you know, the whole phenomenon of TikTok and, and trying to figure out, you know, how do you advertise to the, the constituents and the people that you want to use your services. Uh, I think that, that, you know, it's not just the little entrepreneurs that are struggling with that, it's the big companies as well. You know, I, I think uh, video, we, and I think this is still back with what happened with the pandemic. Even this conversation, you know, we would, I, I, I've done podcasts before, um, but I think doing video, uh, and and having that interaction, having the personality come through. You know, if, if it's just a phone call or you just you're in person, you're not used to doing videos. I think that so many people through the pandemic have to learn how to be video savvy. That that's what happened with the evolution, whether it's reels or you know TikTok or any of the the mediums that are coming about with ads. It's no longer all about putting ads on TV or in print. It's that humanness that's coming through. And also, it's, it's the, everyone who wanted everything, you know, total pretty picture. You've got all the actors. You've got all of the, you know, perfect food or, you know, perfect product. It's all placed exactly right. People are learning that it's okay to be a little rough around the edges. And that rough around the edges, at times, actually helps sell your product better. And so watching that whole trend, and trying to figure out how do we, you know, Food Fire Plus Knives fit in, but also some of the other companies that I work with on consulting, how do how do we fit into those molds and market in a whole new way in the new platform? And there's not a ton of leaders out there that can come in and say, we're doing it the best. 
we've got TikTok nailed down and we're just rocking it. I think everyone right now is sitting there going, well, how does this work? The younger generation gets it. I'm not sure all of us do. There is a uh, an element of uh, adoption and adaption to what's actually changing. You described social media. So I completely agree with you, um, you know, in terms of how how you're actually positioning yourself as well. So let's 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 talk about you a little bit more. What what does the day in the life of Kim look like, morning to evening? Yeah, well, um, you know, I from morning till evening. So uh, we're empty nesters. We just had our final uh, child just graduated from high school, and now he's in college, so he's off often about. So uh, it's it's my husband and I and our dog. And, you know, we get up and I think, you know, from the beginning of the day until, you know, I think, I mean, we put in long days right now with being in a startup. Um, so throughout the day, it's, it's, you know, sometimes we're working a customer service item. Sometimes we're working on, uh, you know, the strategy of, of where we're taking our, our marketing team and how we're going about that. We typically spend, you know, a, a bit of time looking at the website. Um, it's, it's interesting, um, the perspective that we have, we spend a lot of time asking our chefs, what else would you like? You know, it's a chef forward website. However, if you come in from the consumer side of it, mm -hmm. it it's easy to use. We did so many things in the back end though, because what we wanted the chefs to do was be able to do what they love to do, not the administration, but actually go out and, and have that experience, you know, the chef experience in people's houses and cooking. Um, so how, you know, we look at the website quite often to say, what else can we be doing? And, and then laying out a strategy and, and where we're going to go from there. We've yeah. got a, a, you know, a pretty good strategy for where we're rolling out. Um, and I spend, I probably spend, you know, two to three hours talking with chefs, interviewing new chefs to come on and then onboarding them. Uh, and then the rest of the day, you know, it's, it's making sure that we're putting together blogs, making sure that we're communicating. You know, I do my own personal part of being on LinkedIn, you know, and, and some of the other platforms just so that I stay relevant. Um, I do try, you know, at, at least an hour, I think it probably at least an hour a day, I'm doing my own research. You know, what's the latest things going on? I, I really try to stay on top of my technical background. I worked really, really hard to, you know, understand and be able, you know, I, I wouldn't put myself into writing code anymore, but I certainly can understand enough about it that I can help guide and, and put strategy together to do those digital transformations. Yeah, amazing. What's the next big business or personal adventure for you, or are you already in it? Well, I think, you know, I, I, so this right now, I think I'm in it for, you know, the professional side. I think that the personal side, um, you know, my husband and I, we, we were just talking this morning. Um, we, we spent almost a month out on the road after, you know, and we just got back on Sunday. Uh, this the lifestyle that we're we're leading now being able i spent time with chefs in in four different cities uh so i got to sit down and you know talk with them you know have have a meal with them find out you know a little more about them in person you know that's always good as well um and we found you know 
what do humans really need to minimally get along in life? Do you really need, you know, the big, huge mansion? Um, you know, we were at times we were in a one bedroom, you know, little Airbnb with our dog. And a couple of times we were in a hotel room and you know what? It was fun. It was nice to get around. I think we'll do more of that. Yeah. I want to get out. I'd like to get, you know, to the other, uh, many of the other cities and, and continue to experience just what those cities have to offer. And the role that I play and, and the work that we do, both of us have um, companies that we, we, we can do our job from anywhere, really anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, Kim, we're coming to a close very shortly. Is there any closing messages or a challenge to other leaders or even to chefs as well on any, any topics, lessons, business or personal that you want to share here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for, you know, for the younger generation and, and also for, you know, people that really, they don't know where they're going to go with their careers. Um, you know, I, it, I've always been a, a huge advocate for, you know, I'm a woman, so of course, I, you know, I'm a huge advocate with women being in, in leadership roles and executive roles. And, you know, it, it's so important for them to make sure that they take a seat at the table. I, I know it's a, a well-worn phrase, but, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't go and sit at the table and, and you know, stand up and, and be heard, um, it, it's a tough road and you can be very frustrated and want to walk away. I think there's so much opportunity out there. There's growth in so many different industries for, for all, you know, all, whether it's women, whether it's different races, you know, LGBT. I think, you know, those of us that are at the ages we're at, it's up to us to start mentoring, start giving back, start being, you know, the servant leadership side of things. And so I really, I always have at least two or three mentor, you know, mentees that I'm working with and, and watching them take off with their careers and always looking for where's that next person that just needs that little boost, just needs that little push to say, yes, you can do this. Yeah. And I think I, I would challenge every single leader that's part of this, go find those people. They may be right in front of you, but if you're not actively looking for them, you're waiting for them to come to you. Think of how many opportunities you might have missed watching somebody just catapult into a career that they really, really love. Yeah, absolutely. Inspiring words and a challenge from Kim. Thank you very much, Kim, for being with us today and sharing your journey, but also the great things that you're doing and building that great ecosystem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you giving me the time. Wonderful. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode with a corporate leader who said enough is enough and went on to build a unique infrastructure to support personal growth in an emerging market for people in that, in that country. Stay tuned and stay on for additional information following this episode. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listen to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. 
I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur, and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses, created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium-sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience, and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity, and build a success mindset. So. Click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.